Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. When I work on something, I am obsessed with it and I have to know everything yeah. about it. And I, and I never want to be in a situation where someone says something and I'm like, eh? Like what? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fozcast. we got another banging episode for you today. First, though, Tom, are you enjoying this crazy heatwave summer we are experiencing currently? I absolutely love it. I love it. The hotter, the better. And especially at night. That's the only thing is like at night. But I've got an AC unit that I nicked from our office yep. at nighttime. And Work I'm sleeping downstairs. Gold. Yeah, I am good. But you're not so good. I'm okay. No, I'm absolutely fine. Tell mate. me about this. So, because it's the summer, Mess. we're messing about in the garden with the kids. The kids have got electric scooters. I've only gone and fell off. So all these years I've been on the bike and I've been on two wheels. I've managed to stay upright all the way through. I've fallen off this electric scooter, banged my head onto some bricks and rocks and all that kind of stuff. So I've currently got a massive gash on my forehead. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. If not, head over there and have a quick look. It's brutal. Honestly. It looks worse than it is. It looks worse than it is. But honestly, for a few days, I was like a zombie, wasn't I? A little bit more. Yeah, than usual, I was yeah. like a zombie, definitely concussed. But I'm back to back to business today, and we have got a banging episode for you because in the building today we are talking to one of the top, the top sports broadcasters <laughs> in the business. You may have seen her on the darts. It could be talk sport, Premier League on a Saturday or a Sunday, or more recently on the Zone Boxing. Back-to-back winner of the Sports Presenter of the Year Award. Wow. It's Laura Woods. Oh, hi. What an Welcome. introduction. Oh, I nailed that in you. one go, you That know. was so good. I was well impressed. I could see there was a bit of anxiety in your eyes. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> get it all out. Um, it can, I, can I just say massive thank you for coming here today because you have just left TalkSport Towers where you told us that you were up at the ungodly hour yeah. of what this morning? 4, 4 a.m. this morning. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yes. So we do thank you for coming today. We know you're busy. You are quite literally the busiest person <laughs> in show business, in sports business. Um, today's show, Akin Fenwa, yeah. Ali McCoist. Good episode? Yeah, such a good episode. Ali's just Ali and he's, he's always like that and he's like a ray of sunshine every day and I just adore him. And he's very easy, probably like you two. You know, you know each other so well so yeah. you bounce off of each other and, you know, if you need to take a breath, you're probably going to come in and fill that time and vice versa. And then... Bayo, I used to do a podcast with him, a Skybet podcast. And um, so we know each other really well now. We've worked together for a few years. And him coming on to the show, it's just nice because it feels quite familiar. But he's very, you know him, he's very yeah. versatile to very many different situations. So when you think he's not going to be sensitive, he's got a sensitive side. And I mean, he's funny and, you know, what he does do very well, um, he sort of mucks into all sorts of conversations, even if he's not comfortable with them. So we had Gareth Ainsworth on <laughs> yeah, this morning yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were talking about Motley Crue and he was like, yeah, yeah, I know all about Moxley Crue. <laughs> a bit of him. In his words, he said, that's a bit of him. Ali McCoy said, that's a bit of me. You're talking my game here. And he jumped in, I can with, yes, yeah, a bit of me as well. And I'm thinking, <laughs> is it? It's definitely not a bit of you. But he's wonderful. And, and so warm and generous and he gets timing which is like a dream really yeah. for a presenter I tell you the other thing 
thing is as well is like you, you get there, there's very few of these people around and the energy he brings oh, wow. yeah. lifts absolutely everybody around him. It yeah. could be morning, noon, night. What he brings is like we came in like we've never laughed so much on a podcast and then afterwards mm. like just being around him, we were buzzing all day. It could have been his, his podcast. He was the one doing oh, no, all the talking. no, it was his podcast that We day. were crying, honestly. <laughs> he is so funny. He's got a story he about everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether it was because basically as he walked in, I was on to my first coffee, a large coffee. And I think the, the like combination of the coffee and him, all of a sudden I went from maybe like 50% energy to just like 150% energy. I was just bouncing off is the that, Is that how it Space works? So, so like I say, you get in, mm. what time do you get into work in the morning? I get in at half five. Wow. I'll probably try and get in a little, I should really get in at five, but it's so... That show, even though people think like, oh, it's a four hour show and you've got to get up really early to do some prep, you're really only just topping up on your information that you already know. Because we all know sport, we all know yeah. most of what's going on pretty much. So any kind of breaking news story, I've probably, I know what it's about. And if I don't, I'll get to know it in the break. I'll read the article. I'll figure it out for myself. But the night before, like when you're when you're in it, you just read this stuff all the time on yeah. your phone, on social yeah. media. So it's it's there already. So I usually get it about half past five. Is, is this one? Sorry, is this one thing that you have to be sort of like finger on the pulsing then? Yeah. So so last, we'll, we'll talk about England ladies and men, lionesses. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so w- are you one of those per- people that have to watch the sport at night, no matter what it is? You, if you know it's going to be a talking point tomorrow, you have to watch it. Yeah, but the the tricky thing is when the season's in, and and even now as well with the games, eight o'clock kickoff. So you, you're not re- you're never done before ten o'clock, yeah. and then your alarm goes off at four. So really, I remember I had like a um, I went to a sleep doctor. And when I first took the job, I was like, look, <laughs> this is ruining my life. I was like, I can't sleep. Like I, I had anxiety about missing my alarm. So I wake up every hour pretty much in the night. And she was like, what time are you going to bed? And I said, about 10 o'clock. She's like, right, try and work backwards. Try eight o'clock. Try and take um, zinc, I think it was, uh, CBD oil, um, have like yeah, earplugs yeah. and a face mask and all this sort of stuff. And that works really well. But... If you've got Champions League, if you've got Monday night football, Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday, you might have to watch something like Europa League on a Thursday. It's impossible. There might be Friday night football. Every week there's something on, right? And you cannot, if you want to watch that game, you can't get to bed before 10 o'clock. No. So you end up, you're, you're just, and also I do it three mornings a week. So if I were to get into a routine by Thursday... I don't want to be in that routine anymore. I want to go out. And then, then oh, I'm on the God, opposite yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's so weird. So, so in terms of your like, like when you're in it, you're in it. But yeah. do you have any kind of, because one of the questions I was going to ask you is, and like it's what we do, you kind of need to know what's going on in the yeah, sport. Yeah. Is there any particular, like, how do you consume sports knowledge? Do you have like a routine where you go, right, every morning I look at this website, then that? No, I, I, it, I almost describe it as a bit like osmosis, isn't it? Because it's just, because I follow everything on social media mm. and we're all a bit, we're social media addicts, aren't we, yeah, anyway? Yeah, so I'm only ever really, like, working on the radio is, weirdly, is the best research you can have because any breaking news story is going to come through you that morning. And I listen to it all day. I am a bit of a geek like that. Like, I, I genuinely am a, a talk sport fan, so I will listen to it all day. A massive sports fan then, obviously, yeah. as well. Yeah, and always have been when I was little yeah. as well. And that was like, well, probably I'm sure come to that later, but it's just something for me that feels quite normal and quite natural. So I'm following all these outlets already. I'm looking on Twitter. I'm looking on Instagram. So anything really that comes up, if you think, if you follow, like, talk sports, guys, sports, yeah. 
yeah. Um, I even follow ESPN. I follow a few of the American sports as well. Sport Bible. All those different things yeah. are going to regurgitate that story. Yeah. So it's in your it's in your stream or your feed three or four times anyway. So once you've read it, anything else you're kind of like, oh yeah, I already know that, and it just goes in. And and when you're familiar with everything, it goes in a lot quicker. Yeah. So. It's researching's changed, doesn't it? Because of yeah. social media, like researching has changed. Like I find probably a bit old for it, but I go on TikTok. Don't post on it. Yeah, yeah. But I find that. It's a really good source for like snippets of yeah. information. So it's like little headliners. You follow the yeah, right yeah. account. Really good and source like, for wasting uh, hours of your life as well. That's my rabbit hole. Justification. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm there at 10 o'clock at night looking He's at TikTok. He's trying to tell us that he gets TikTok because yeah. I can it's a work, size it's a work thing. It's so, a work so when, thing. So when the missus is saying, Tom, what are you doing? Working. You're saying, I'm working. Yeah? Working, love. Come on. Well, load of rubbish. Before we go any further, yes. I don't think Ben prepped you with this question. Oh. I didn't prep you. I didn't prep you because I like the answer when it comes kind of okay. quickly. Organically. Yeah, so let's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's organically. Let's pretend yeah. we live in a world where someone doesn't like Laura Woods, right? So you're a big Arsenal fan yeah. and you walk, um, I was going to say White Hart Lane. No, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. She's just walked into a Tottenham pub, right? And yeah. she's gone, what do we think of Tottenham? <laughs> What do you think of... Yeah, yeah. you've done that and there's a load of Tottenham fans okay. sort of baying yeah. for Laura Woods' yeah. blood, yeah? And you get you get to pick, right? It's getting spicy in there. It's getting naughty. It's kicking off. So you get to pick three footballers, past No, 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 present. not footballers. I think we could do anyone here. Anyone then. I think because you're, okay. a, you're across everything, yeah? yeah. Okay. And you do the boxing especially. Okay. You can pick whoever no, you, you want. No, you can't use boxers. Why not? Okay, then. Oh, please. Yeah. Right, three people. Yeah. Yeah, everyone to assist you in this impending kind of like yeah, fire room brawl or yeah. whatever it is, defending you, basically. Yeah. Three people. Patrick Vieira, number one. Oh, yeah. He's got a naughty we had kick, him. We had him a few weeks ago. We Did had him, really? yeah. No, we didn't. We were doing a hypothetical football fighting podcast <laughs> and we had Patrick Vieira, but people, so I said, yeah, he's got a naughty kick in him, yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. Um, just love, love, love him so much. Um, but nasty streak, that yep. kind of like... Tunnel against He's a winner. Manchester United. Ruthless. That sort of, yeah, him against uh, Roy Keane. I would have put, oh, do I want Roy in there as well? Cool. To be honest, that'd be good. Yeah, I'd have both of them. Yeah, okay. see if they can form a little team unit. Right? An, an alliance. Because if they're protecting a woman, they might be like, yeah, we'll come together to protect yeah, them. Yeah, I like and it. And then I'd have Alexander Usyk. Oh, yes. I think I'd have him as well. That's yeah. big, isn't it? Yeah. It's not even getting started. If Usyk's there, just chilling at the front, everybody's looking at him going, nah, leave it today, lads. So we what, don't want this. What are you thinking about the fight coming up? Uh, I thought you meant as in who's going to win. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, we're going to win, aren't we? Yeah, obviously. So that, that's, that's a solid three there. You've that's got, a big solid got, three, yeah. yeah champion of the world. as well, so that's a solid there you four. Go. You've got right? a bit, Laura, yeah. I've got a bit, yeah. yeah? I've been boxing. Oh, have yeah. you? This is what you love. So I was a, a stand in the studio every week with um, Tony Bellew, who's, by the way, the loveliest really, man. Yeah. If you can get him on the podcast. I love that, yeah. Look at me trying to produce you. Yeah, do Tony, it. can do we? Yeah, thank you, mate. Tony, mate. So yeah, there was one day and I was like watching it and... I I have I don't know what it is about me. I don't have OCD at all. But um when I work on something, I am obsessed with it and I have to know everything yeah. about it. And, that, and I never want to be in a situation where someone says something and I'm like, "Eh, like what?" So that's probably come from when I learned how to how to present. I was learning on um 
tenpin bowling and wow. ping pong and or speedway and all these sports that are so niche yeah. that no one really watches it and no, and that makes it even harder for you to research because football's everywhere and like yeah. you can you can go research by going down to the pub and talking to the, the barman yeah, or something like that for an half an hour whereas ping pong everyone's like how is that different to table tennis and I'm like yes it is it's different bats oh is it like, yeah is it, it? yeah Didn't it's different know that. bats like one's rubber one's sandpaper and one you can't spin when you can't it's for another time anyway so I like I always got really obsessed with how I research and I would do like pages and pages of research and half of it would never see the light of day but it made me feel comfortable and that made me see that's how I feel that's how I feel and he mocks me for it it makes you feel good doesn't it it's all about confidence right and and just yeah getting the best version of yourself so that was how I researched for everything so when Eddie actually called me up Eddie Hearn and was like look boxing do you want to like we want you involved how would you feel about it and I was like this is going to upset a few people if I if I take this and I looked at it as a as a challenge as well because at the time I have I know boxing we do it on Talksport I'm I'm what I'd call a casual boxing fan but I'm not an expert and I like to be I like to be the knowledge in what I do yeah. and uh, I was like shit this is going to be a lot of work because I know how I work so when I accepted it that's exactly what I did. I literally just like immersed myself in it. And um, I started working on it with Tony and um, <laughs> I was watching with Tony. I can't remember what fight it was. And I was like, Tony, I need to know more about this. Like I want to be able to score it myself. And obviously like sometimes even the professionals can't score it properly. So I was like, I want to get to a point where I, where I can score it myself. And I feel like the only way I can do that is if I learn it. Like not from being a, in the ring yourself to yeah, see what that might feel not like to like a huge yeah, yeah, high yeah. level. But I was like, that's something I could do. And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know what? I said, do you know anyone that can help me that can train me? Um, and he was like, where do you live? I don't and he was thinking about it. He went, yeah, yeah. My mate Chunky, here you go. Text him and then shared his number with me. And I was like, Chunky, cool. And when I opened it up, I was like, oh, Chunky. And it's James DeGale. <laughs> oh, my. oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, James, yeah, yeah, yeah. So James DeGale is my boxing trainer. Wow. No. So once a week we go and train together and it's amazing. And he's so, he's so good. <laughs> if I do something wrong, I feel so guilty because he's like, I just want you to be good. And yeah. I'm like, I know, but I'm so shit. And someone filmed me the other day and I was thinking, you know, in your mind, you look a certain way and then you watch yourself <laughs> back and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what you're yeah, no, I, I envisage I myself like... as Muhammad Ali, yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> and I was literally like throwing my like literally like this. It was dreadful, but I love it, and it's the one thing. Again, I guess it's this obsessive brain that I have. I flip between exercising, so some day, some days I'm completely disengaged with it, unengaged, whatever the word is, and then if I switch to something new, like I might do running, or I might do um, spinning, or something like that. And at the moment, boxing is my obsession, is and your I thing. Just, it gets me to actually want to go and do it. I'd say you, uh, you said it's not OCD. You'd be definitely on the spectrum, Laura. Oh, I'm on the spectrum, aren't For I? A million percent, out. and there's <laughs> yes. nothing wrong with that. You had the nice intro, so yeah. now it's no, the, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Me. Yeah, I, 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 I some of the, honestly, this. some of the people we. We've met and we've done podcasts with I'd say 99% are on that spectrum where oh they find something and it is head over heels I need to know yeah. about it do you know what I mean I need right. to get it I need to do it I need to practice it and learn about it um, you said sorry go on go on you were going to say I've just realised that I have an illness so no you haven't got an illness that's Dr. a good that's, that's something Foster. to have it didn't scare me or anything like that. I kind of sat there and I went, okay, cool. Like, that's your opinion. And people were saying, you know, what does she know about um, boxing? And, and oh, she's on everything and this sort of stuff. And I was like, cool, okay. And actually, the great thing about that is um, that makes me work harder. But it also gives me, like, the most pleasure when something goes well. Yeah. And I remember the first time I presented and um, 
I hate trending. I hate ever trending. It's only happened a handful of times in my career. And it's usually not for the right reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're trending, you're yeah. like, shit, what's happened? Like, what have I done? And um, oh. I remember I finished my show and I was trending and um, I couldn't look at it. And I asked my partner at the time, I said, like, can you, can you look at this for me? And he was like, it's all positive. Nice. And I was so chuffed and I thought, I was like, I felt good about it because I'd put in the work for it. But those are the moments that, that you think, if you can visualise getting to that point, yeah. then that kind of kickstarts the little obsession with making sure you've got all bases covered and, and you do the right thing. I've got to say, I think there's, a, there's been a few times, I, I know what sort of things you're talking about. Um, there's been a couple on TalkSport in the last sort of few months or whatever, you know, the, the Mason Greenwood thing, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And you've had to deal with it live on air. But yeah. the way that you've dealt with it, honestly, like say, if you if ever you wanted to go and sort of like feel good about yourself, the way people respond to that and they can hear it and they can, mm. do you know what I mean? You put it across so well, or you do. do you and know, that's hard. That's a hard skill, isn't it? Being yeah. able to deal with it like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that that thing, I was talking to Bayo about that today, actually, because the Mo Farah story came yeah, out of course, this, yeah, this yeah, morning. Yeah. And um, it obviously transpired, and this is something I didn't know about until the morning, so I read the articles, I had a little look and listened to his interviews, and he is telling the audience, and we are telling the audience, that he was trafficked as an eight-year-old yeah. to the UK, and he and he was made to be somebody's servant in their house yeah. and look after their kids, and he was an eight-year-old child. And it made me quite emotional because I've got a, a nephew who's seven, and I'm sure like you guys, if you yeah, have kids, sure. it's, yeah. oh my God, as, as soon as you sort of can attribute that to something in your life like and it, it can make you quite emotional so those kind of things I, I we'd just been doing the section before a talk sport talent show where <laughs> someone was doing an impression of, of Ali McCoyst or, or Gollum you one know? extreme like, to the other we'd gone, we'd gone from a Gollum impression to this who did the Gollum impression <laughs> one of the boys Harry <laughs> did he do the precious one precious oh that's horrible wow that's, Sorry, that's wow. horrible yeah. Yeah. wow precious it's horrible, isn't it? It made my skin crawl, but it was horrible, so good. Yeah. yeah, that was different you two as well. But yeah, I said to, I said to Bayo after we did the section on Mo, um, Bayo was like, wow, that's, that was heavy. And I said, like, that's the thing about this show is you can go from, like, something as silly as a Gollum impression to something as serious as child trafficking. Yeah. And since I took that job over, we've had... Lockdown was the first one because we had no sport to talk about. And it was hard like it i hated it yeah. like day one of my job was day one of lockdown wow so you, you're begging you're begging the world not to judge you on this show because this is never going to be the show and then black lives matters happened and i remember speaking to a few of my friends and i uh i spoke to one of my friends who is black and i said i don't feel i said i don't feel qualified to talk about this but i'm the one that has this platform and i, I want to talk about yeah, it sure but if I do, am I going to be criticised for talking about something I haven't lived? And he was like, no. He was like, talk to me, talk to anybody you want and and find that empathy. And I think empathy is the biggest thing yeah. you can have as a, a journalist, as a presenter, whatever you want to call it, the job I do. I don't even know. It could be anything. I think if you've got empathy for someone and you can um, get that across yeah. and you can use your communication skills, they're almost more important than than any of the other skills that people have. I, I just think that's that's so key for a talk show like that. So, yeah, you get domestic violence came in, um, transgender athletes, um, sexism in sport, yeah. sexism in business. Like, we've covered so many different topics. And then, um, like, the Raman, the Raman Abramovich stuff came up wow, about the course, oligarchs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. 
oh my God. And you realize how much you're educating yourself. And I think that experience eventually lends itself to not being overawed by a situation and just thinking, oh, you know what? Trust yourself. You've done it before. You may not, I don't know anything about child trafficking um, or how Mo Farah might be feeling. But all you can do is is almost represent the audience in that yeah, sense. Yeah, just talk, say it mm. from a, a human, like say empathy yeah, is, is so empathy. important. You might not know the facts and figures and stuff, but you can say it on a human level, mm. exactly how you see it. And I, I'm sure there's times where you've sort of semi put your foot in your mouth a little bit, yeah. but it's inevitable. You never, you're going to talk about it and there's somebody going to hear it and go, well, that's not quite right. And yeah. nowadays everybody's has their own platform and Twitter for me is as, as good as Twitter can be at times oh. where, you know what I mean? It's a, for me, I'm set probably the same as you. It's probably the place where I can the most information about what's been going on about what's happening currently and breaking news but also on the flip side of it it can be the most oh disgusting place in the world can it especially like you're at the you know we're filming this now and we've got the luxury of post-production editing and and everything else if there's anything we don't want to talk about we can we can snip it out we just lost half an hour which which may well be but at the cold face of it do you ever do you ever kind of get i guess a bit of anxiety if you're talking about trafficking or something do you ever think to yourself I've got to be really really careful because there'll always be someone saying that's not politically correct or you said this is that something that you think about a lot yeah the (laughs) the problem with that is the brain does really odd things right so if your brain goes Jesus don't say this like it's on the tip of my tongue (laughs) it's like my brain's having a laugh with me and it's like oh this will be funny if you just drop yourself right in it and you never mean those things and you make odd mistakes like when you're like when I was learning I would say stuff sometimes that I know to be false but my brain because I was under pressure and because I was nervous I just come out with it and I'm like what why are you doing that like I'd read a graphic and the score would be 6-0 and I'd be like 6-5. Like for no reason, just because your brain just has like a little, I don't know, like shortcuts you for some reason and um, trips you up deliberately. So yeah, there's that show is a blessing and a curse in that sense because you are unedited for four hours. Yeah. If you're really stuck, there's a dump button. So like the other day I say cock instead of clock. And uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? That wasn't even, that was that was on the boxing. So I couldn't go back on that one. I just had to own it. Um, <laughs> but that's nice. People like that. Like you, you're not <laughs> yeah. like, you're not infallible. You're going to cock up yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Course. Like literally yeah. you're going to, but if, as long as you own it and be like, ah, oh, what a dickhead yeah. kind of thing. People buzz think, off that. I did say one the other day and I can't say it just in case because I did actually we dumped it because I was like are we allowed to say that and I could see this panic across my um, producer's face and he just went dump nope so when it happened, <laughs> and then it disappeared wow and, like, Thank. and that doesn't happen what did it rhyme with did it rhyme with cluck or <laughs> no no it wasn't a swear word it was a description for something oh okay yeah okay. And, and we were like and it was in a quiz where someone said what do you call blah 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 and I went oh well don't you call it this and everyone went uh-oh. We Can't to, say that. And I, nope. and actually, in hindsight, I think we are allowed to say it. But this is this is the point. Like Your life. You get, you get like wrapped up in like, your own, like, oh, my God, it's so much red tape. I don't know what yeah. I'm allowed to say. I think the not. other thing as well, though, Laura, is your paid. Is, the difficulty is, is you don't want to put your foot in your mouth. You don't want yeah. to say anything insensitive on PC or whatnot. But ultimately, you're paid to give an opinion as well. So yeah. you can't sit on the fence. You've got to kind of be brave and go... No, I'm saying that. So there is an element of risk always, isn't there? Yeah, and breakfast show is the hardest because a lot of the time, so when the European Super League happened, um, I remember I went to bed and it had just started the night before and I read this article and I was like, wow, that's... And the more I read the article, the more major I realised it was and I was like, shit, like, 
we're going to have to talk about this first thing in the morning. Big deal, this. And I stayed up all night because I was like, I need all the information because not only are things like empathy and communication important, facts are, Im- are really important. Mm. And what's the point in listening to the radio if you're not getting any new information or opinion? That's like, I take that seriously. So I was like, Jesus, I was trying to consume all this information and then I was trying to regurgitate it in my own words so that, because you, you can never talk in somebody else's language, it has to be your own. Um, so I was doing that a lot. And every time something big happens, I used to almost write myself um, a script to read. I'd be like, look, I've prepared something. <laughs> like, you know, like word like for that. word almost. Yeah, I'd almost yeah, be like, okay, I've yeah. prepared something. Yeah. Here you go, guys, I'm going to deliver it. And then as I got more confident, I just did bullet points. And then and then now I don't really use them a lot. But every now and then I might like write a few things like to make sure I don't miss it. And um, when that stuff happens, you think, I haven't got the, the kind of... Um, the bonus of listening to other people before yeah. like you're the first show so if your opinion doesn't land well for whatever reason yeah. like the rest of the station is is going to go going to avoid that and then yeah. i'm not saying they, they take our opinions but it gets i think you get more information the later on in the day and the more that the news story develops breakfast you don't always have that luxury so it's, you it's, have to make the opinion and you have to you hopefully live and die by you it. have to land it yeah. lands as well and it be the consensus yeah. like, who's got the hardest job at Talksport? who's got the hardest job is the person that has to go up against simon jordan oh my god like uh, yeah. when you talk about being prepared and facts <laughs> right yeah you better come prepared you better come yeah. and better bring come it prepared. do you know what though like what i adore about simon and he's a dear friend of mine um is he I mean, this is good and bad. He doesn't care what you think. Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't care. And he will sit there, and I know he does this. He will sit there and he'll listen to our show and he'll go, how can I disagree with that? Yeah. And then like, I saw him when I left the studio <laughs> this morning and someone went to me, oh, Simon. I went, no. I said, please tell me he's not going to disagree with the Mo Farah thing. And, he, and then they were like, maybe. And as I walked past and I went, that child was eight years old. So if you've got anything to disagree with. And he was like, oh. anyway, he went on air. And he disagreed with, um, what did he say? He said, I just don't see why we all need to know about it. That was his disagreement. And he will and he will live and die by this. And he had, there was another one uh, when the first footballer, current footballer came out as gay, Jack Daniels. Yeah, no, Jack, Jack Daniels, Jake yeah, Daniels, yeah. That's it, unless we're drinking Jack Daniels. Yeah. Um, Jake Daniels. And um, his argument was, no one, like, we don't need to know about it. No one cares. And Dude. it obviously... It is important. Of course. Because you're not... For Simon Jordan, it doesn't matter. But for somebody who is gay, yeah, that person there... And I'd worked with Tom Daly a few weeks before and I'd said on my show, Tom Daly coming out, people came out afterwards and said he saved my life. Yeah. That's why it's important. Exactly. It might not be yeah. important to Simon or someone like that, but look, he's box office. And if we ever had a show together, it would be carnage oh. because we disagree oh. on everything. Nah, I don't know. I, yeah, okay, okay. I, th- I mean, but I fun. still, <laughs> but I still think you'd back your corner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, of course, because yeah. the thing is with you, Laura, you're not a bad person, and mm. I don't think you've got badness in you. So whatever angle you're coming from, you would probably come from more of a human level, yeah. Whereas yeah. I think Simon would probably approach it from more of a functional black and white, and it's yeah. digits on yeah. the paper, and it has to fit this model, and that's it. So yeah, yeah. I, und- I could, it would be box office. Though. It would <laughs> be absolutely. Bo- one, one person <laughs> who does not seem to have any filter at the minute is um, there was a, as we were watching as most of us were the uh, the lionesses play football last night um and halfway through the game i've i've put a bit of a tweet out buzzing off the ladies they're, they're on fire scoring goals for fun so we shot um, with them 
we shot with um, three of the yeah. girls, didn't we? Seth Mead, Lottie Wubbermoy, and, and Jordan, Jordan Nobbs, Nobbs yeah. recently, last yeah. couple of months. We did a football yeah. video, and honestly, they're top class. Like they, so great, they're man. scoring goals all the time. Like <laughs> honestly, I'm I'm swearing at them and stuff because they were killing me. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, Alan Sugar, Lord Sugar on Twitter, uh, has put a tweet out halfway through the game saying, "I am watching the women's football and notice that all the commentators are women. I also note when men's football is on, there is a symbolic fe- female commentator to cover the." broadcaster's ass should i complain there should be a male commentator in women's football and this is just foul so flat out there laura it is absolutely ridiculous it's like he has to yeah he has to get a dig in that's what it comes across as doesn't it yeah you it's a massive ego trying to insert himself in something that has really you can have an opinion that's fine base your opinion on fact to start with because you'll end up looking like a donut and that's what happened here and i (laughs) i saw it and i was like oh and there's always a part of me that thinks, oh, I'm just going to reply. And I thought, you know, I don't even, don't hold, I don't even hold need off, it. Hold off, hold off, breathe. I don't even need it in my life. It's fine. And and everything I wanted to say had already been said. Gabby Logan anyway. said it anyway. Gabby Logan Gabby got in there quick anyway. Yeah. But that was the funniest thing is like, if he, if that was a genuine point, then maybe we'd all go, yeah, he has got a point. Yeah, because I don't like it when it, when we go, right, because that's the women's sport, it's only for women. The same as with men's sport and whatever. It's the right people for the right jobs. Exactly. And that sort of stuff. Um, you've got to be an expert on it. You've got to have done your research on it, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody that works on every sport has to do their research. And the only reason they're through the door is because they've shown that and they've shown that they are uh, adequate to work on that yeah. job or above adequate. And uh, when, he, when he tweeted that out, the fact that the commentator was a man on it anyway. I know. And then the best bit was he wrote he wrote one after that where he literally was like, you know what? I'm going to go down on my ship. Like, I'm literally going to, like, I'm going to go out screaming and, and, like, all sorts. Because he basically came out and said, I see that the BBC have got Ian Wright uh, in the commentary. <laughs> yeah. Like, they must have heard me. And I'm like, what? Ian Wright literally has been the biggest advocate for the women's game Since yeah. day one. Years, from day right? one, honestly, yeah. from day one. We work together. When we cover the, the World Cup qualifiers for the women which has been built leading up to the Euros, we've worked together almost every week on, on every single one of those games. There's nobody more qualified, I think, that is a man to work in the women's game than him. Totally he's agree. just He's just so wonderful. And he sent out <laughs> the best response where he was like, wow, he was like, Alan, the fact that you've had to double down yeah. on this when you could have just gone, my bad, I'm completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. The fact that he's had to double down on it and he's still getting it wrong. And Ian Wright was like, they must have, yeah, they must have heard you because now I'm on the game. Like, thank you to you, basically. Appreciate that, Alan. I like, really appreciate you getting me work. But it's so wildly ignorant yeah. on so yeah. many different levels for a smart man as well. Yeah. And that's what gets my goat. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to, you don't have to like it if you want to watch it. And he's obviously watching it. Wrighty said that as well. He was like, thanks for watching. That's great. But yeah. You don't, same with people who reply to your tweets, you don't have to like it, that's fine. But there's yeah. a lot of things I see on Twitter. When I don't like something, I just scroll on. Like, if there's something that I'm not interested in, I don't watch Coronation Street, I don't watch EastEnders. <laughs> but it might be trending, but I don't go on it and go, ah, oh, Coronation Street, shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is why I didn't know Jack Duckworth had passed away 10 years ago, apparently. <laughs> that, that was something I put my foot in on the radio. Anyway, um, <laughs> but but I, I don't feel the need oh, to... Okay. Ricky Gervais said it. He was like, you know, like something about he had an analogy about um, learning to play guitar. And it's almost like Ricky goes like, I'm 
learning to play guitar and someone else goes, so I don't want you to learn to play or I don't want to, I don't like guitar. And he's like, it's fine, you don't need to learn it. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was, he was in the village, he goes like, if you see a poster in the village hall saying, learn to play the guitar, you don't go in and go, I don't want to play the fucking guitar. Just, just, but it comes like with, with Lord Sugar, like it kind of, it comes from a place of privilege, right? And, and it is ignorance. And, you know, you hear the old story, oh, yeah, I start, came from nothing and I sold, you know, in the market and whatever. But until, like you were saying with Mo Farah, until you have a little bit of empathy or it comes from somewhere yeah. to you, like yeah. we were talking earlier on, and I'll, I'll be completely honest, like maybe two or three years ago, I was not, I'd never speak bad of the women's game, but I was kind of a bit like, eh. You know, I was kind yeah. of neither here nor there. Yeah. And then what really, really perked it up for me and was watching it, yeah. um, meeting some of, the, some of the girls, watching it, watching more of it, seeing Standard and, and how interesting it was. Ultimately, it's a game of football. Yes. And then secondly, I've got two boys, young boys, but I've got two nieces that both oh. play. And firsthand seeing what it means to them and to have, because my niece having Declan Rice as a role model, yeah, it's cool. But it, it's different. Yeah. And having them watch Beth Mead or Lucy, Lucy Browns, whoever it may be, and you see that firsthand, what it means to them, it, it's, it just, it's massive. Yeah. It's so important. They genuinely inspire them in a way that is different between I think, I think men is, and boys. Yeah. This is why I think we were buzzing to get you on today as well, Lord, because the, the, seeing the women do what they do, like watching the girls last night was outrageous and the, the, their intensity, ability, skill, all that kind of stuff, it was just incredible to watch. But for a, for a young girl to be sitting at home to watch it, to, to see that that's achievable yeah. Yeah. is exactly what you're doing in sports broadcasting. It's, it's kind of, you can do this, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like w when you were younger, was this ever kind of an option for you? Is this something you ever strive to do? I used to watch um, Sue Barker. I loved on Question yeah. Sport. Gabby was always Gabby was always up there, yeah. always there. And um, I never, I didn't look at them. This is probably the biggest compliment I could give them. I didn't look at them as as females doing their yeah. job. They were just women doing their job. I never knew that this job was was going to be there for me, or that I could I could do it. And even when I first went into talk sport, the breakfast show was never something I ever even considered because it was Alan's job. Oh, yeah. And if it wasn't Alan's job, it was somebody else's job. It's a man's job, basically. Right? Yeah. That that morning slot is a football-hardened yeah. oh, man talk, isn't it, proper, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, proper. And then one thing I do know I can do, because I've got brothers and obviously my dad and I've grown up in that environment. Where, sporty family. Yeah, they're yeah. all sporty. My dad was really good at cricket. My brothers played rugby and football. I actually, when I was young, used to play rugby. Yeah. We all were in the same club together. My mum was the coach. Nice. So we, we grew up in that environment. And I always, every significant point in my life has been a, in some way inspired by or because of sports. So all of that, confidence I think when I that I got when I was younger and I know that there's parallels like I I remember walking into school and I was the only girl on that rugby team the rugby team was outside of school and one thing that I had it gave me like a certain level of like oh I was like oh, I'm I'm the shit like do you know what I mean I was like I'm yeah, walking yeah. in the school and I play rugby and I could probably beat all you boys <laughs> so I've always had that I don't know what that is but competitiveness kind of yeah, a bit maybe, of all yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. just yeah. being able to sort of own who I am mm. in a male space, it's never scared me. And um, then I remember moving through school, I was always members of hockey or, or netball or something like that, and I was good at it. And it was the one thing I think that I didn't lose my concentration in. My brain is, it can be 
at school it would just oh, it, was, it was so difficult for me to focus on anything but sport was the one thing that always maintained my concentration and then when I went to university I made all my friends through the sports teams and then my job was sport so there's just everything really all my significant times in my life if I trace it all back were somehow surrounded by that and that community and that kind of uh, comfort that you get in taking part in sport or in watching sport or something so I kind of never really thought I wanted to be a writer I, I loved it but when I went and did work experience at Sky, that was that for me was like, wow. Yeah. And I wasn't even reporting or presenting. I was learning. I was a runner and I was learning how to produce, but from a really low level. Yeah. So, and I loved it. I was like, this is wicked. And it was just, I just knew it was what, what's your What's the biggest bit of advice you could give to the young Laura Woods out there? Not you particularly, a, yeah. a young waiting in the wings Laura Woods to try and get to where you are now. What is yeah. the best piece of advice you can say to them? You can, you can absolutely... Um, protect your own um, product. So if you imagine yourself as a product, I know that seems like a bit of an adult um, <sighs> word, but the best thing you can do, I tell you what, let's make it easier. Say, for example, you're a plant. I like this. Am I even, Go this, on. this is because I've been up since 4am. Like, <laughs> imagine you're a plant, right? And the best thing you can give that plant is all the nutrients and stuff you get from like water and sunlight and then it grows and it blossoms. If you imagine that's you and you want to make yourself the most um the best version you can be and the best person for that job read everything like read everything absorb everything give yourself as much practice like i always used to think it was wild that i wanted to be a presenter right but I had no experience so the first time i ever got a chance to do a screen test i was shocking like it was have I you still got this video by the way no, please no, no, no. you need to put this out on the, on the this, internet if this is ever dug up like <laughs> actually you know what they should take it and, and show it to people yeah because, look, look what you can do yeah, look at the state of this i don't believe there is anyone on this planet that is ever i can present straight like that you have to be shit to begin with right because it's not natural yeah. and i i can't read nautique i thought i had dyslexia i read it and i was like well i've just diagnosed myself six five right i did it was just dreadful so what i'm on the spectrum i got dyslexia I got all sorts of things. but i was so i was so bad but i had no confidence and it killed my confidence for about a year i was like i'm never going to do one of those things again i'm going to focus on being a producer that's the dream done dead that was how much it upset me and then i was like producing's boring and i started rec recording my myself doing pieces to camera i'd read a newspaper I'd spend um, a minute delivering it to camera without saying um or ah. And it was annoying. And it was like yeah. my own homework every night. And it was tedious and I was shit. But gradually I got better. And then I started doing those YouTube videos for darts. And that's actually, it, it's like um, learning to drive a car. You have to have the miles. Yeah. You have to just say, you have to keep doing it. So you're, if I could tell myself any advice or anyone of me, protect yourself by, by giving yourself the best opportunity by just bulking up on knowledge like make it your obsession if you want to do it you have to be obsessed if you want to be the best at something don't you it's yeah. the same for you learning yeah. football You're repetition not just, gonna be good at just keep yeah. repeating it keep repeating exactly. it and boom you'll get it eventually yeah. make yourself completely bomb proof to anybody yeah. else saying you don't know what you're talking about get to a point where you do and you know more than them and then they can't say anything you can correct them which is the best feeling and then give yourself the best opportunity by just practice just practice you know you, you said the the um and the ah thing right yeah. it's a massive thing if you if you watch and if some of my interviews i used to do back like when i was in my 20s and stuff <laughs> right i would watch them and the ums and the ahs yeah. are outrageous it is <laughs> it's that pausing word where you you, you got to think of the next thing to say you'll go Safe um word. 
it's your safe it's word safe. and you will always say it every single time and I've watched some interviews back where I say it <laughs> oh my god I'll get three or four words out and then I'll say it three or four words then I'll say it's, it watch any footballer on the telly nowadays and I'm know, not speaking bad at them you know, you know or like or yeah, literally it's literally, literally it's a mechanism literally it? is the worst it. word my daughter says literally every word yeah. literally and I'm going stop saying literally stop saying literally <laughs> please stop saying literally that to my attention as a, as a mechanism mm. is, is Luke Ayling because he's really? he, he's oh, uh, suffers with yeah, stamina yeah, of course yeah, yeah. And I watched an interview with him recently. It was an old interview. Yeah. And he said that someone pulled him up on it saying, what, you, having, I, a, I having a pop at him. Online, having it? a pop yeah. at him yeah. going, and he said, a lot, not a lot of people know that I've got a stammer. And he goes, mm-hmm. what it is, it's my safe word. Yeah. He know, And this is obviously for a, a, I don't know if a condition's the right word, for a stammer. Yeah. So whilst people do it naturally... Luke does it intentionally yeah. because it's his safe word and he knows he can get it out and that gives him time. And you just think, actually, when you then put that into the real world, you, it completely makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? It's why people in arguments, in big, fiery arguments, swear because then the space of time it takes you to finish that swear word, you've thought of what the rest of your argument <laughs> And excitement. Is. <laughs> is and that excitement. What it is? Right? That's oh, what it is. Yeah. And excitement as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we get I've like, just pictured it. I can yeah. see it. It's when, exactly when what happened. When we have happened. like a, an idea or something, we'll, like, we're quite yeah. high energy between us anyway. And like we'll, we'll kind of have an idea and then you go, oh, it's effing, effing this because yeah. your brain can't keep up, can it? <laughs> That's exactly so you just it. throw in an F-bomb. Yeah. But with, with oh, the confidence, sorry, Laura, sorry, after you. No, I was going to say, I have it too. I still do it to this day. Literally is one of them. Literally. And there's a, there's another load if I've really thought about it. You um, know. There's there's loads and, and people, your producers start to pick up on it and they're like, oh, that's a safe word. Yeah. And I don't mean like that sounds dodgy like I'm saying it in a dungeon like the <laughs> red <laughs> sorry I don't know anything about that because <laughs> our conversation today didn't get off to the best of starts <laughs> did it there was a little bit of miscommunication where I said to you didn't I I was like um, like your like night routine with like going to bed early and getting up early yeah, for the morning yeah. show I was like that must mess with your social life right and you misheard that, I heard sexual. But yeah. the, the problem that says with, more about me than you, you though, doesn't the it? The thing is, you said, my sex life, as you're eating a banana. <laughs> I know, it was like a perfect... Oh, God, I just did that then. On, like if you want, on. That was horrible. Imagine, can you imagine if I'd have... Bled, you probably thought, what the fuck is... I've just met this guy 15 seconds ago. What is he on about? You, I was going to say, you're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, can I just quickly come back to when you said about confidence? Oh. So you said about having the confidence, because this is something that um, like when me and Fozzie started the podcast it was a little bit daunting for me I've never been on TV never been on anything like that and you start it off and you kind of go oh dear but once you start doing a few episodes and get into the swing of it confidence breeds confidence right because like people say now do you get anxious about doing a podcast and I think anxious no we just kind of go but it's because you start doing it but then you start breaking it down and saying because you have that confidence again well all you're doing is going and having a chat. Yeah. And do you find so you break that, it down? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. do you find that as the more you do boxing, yeah. for example, you kind of do you get to a point where you think oh, I can do anything now? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually because um, the best way I could describe it is the first time you ever see a running order in TV. The first time I saw it, it was the words all jumbled up, like because there's so much and it's all split up into minutes, right? Two minute chat, like titles at the top, opener. Two-minute introduction t- chat, graphics, Premier League table or something like that. Um, last five fixtures, next five fixtures. More chat for three and a half minutes, da-da-da-da-da, break. And then, and then there's another couple of parts and then you throw to the game. And I was like, what is that? I was like, oh, my God. 
and then the way I got what just daunting it, like it just, yeah, yeah so okay daunting yeah okay I couldn't absorb the information but I I now I'm like well no of course you of course you couldn't because you'd never done it before so I used to break it down I'd take a pen and every time something would happen on the telly I'd tick it off I'd put a scribble through it and I still do that now so I still do it with my running orders on TalkSport I don't need to because I don't really the running orders change so much you, you barely ever use them anyway so something happens I scribble it off we, we work in 15 minute sections in TalkSport 50 minutes tick it off break you know you've got like 15 minutes to fill and all that sort of stuff um, so that kind of way of, of understanding something then gave me confidence that the, the hardest things I've ever had to understand in my life, I eventually understood them. So the hardest shows that I've ever had to do in my life, the first time you ever present a live show, wow, that's scary. Yeah. Then you do it a few more times and you're kind of like, ah, they're actually all quite similar. And even if they're different sports, they're all quite similar. It's just that some of them might be viewed by more people or they might be on sports that are deemed to be bigger than bowling which is impossible because it's the biggest sport in the world um <laughs> but you do you find ways of um making everything bite-sized and you find ways of uh i find ways of just absorbing things easier but confidence is the biggest thing because the difference if you go back and listen to the f first podcast you ever did i bet your voice sounds different and that's probably because the first time you broadcast and the first interview that you might have ever done uh, as a player you probably put on a posh voice. 100%, right? yeah. And, and that's your TV or your radio voice. <laughs> yeah. And then gradually, when you get more used to it, you're like, oh, it's meant to be my voice. But, you, but you're so constricted yeah. by fear. Your head's just boggling you're everywhere. Like, what, what, what? It's yeah. mad, isn't it? And the day, as a presenter, the day that I was like, oh, that's my voice. I was like, oh, I'm actually a much better presenter than I thought I was. Finally found your voice. Yeah, that's you literally nice. find your voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's it like for Laura Woods? Um on a day-to-day -day level, on a day-to-day -day basis now, because I've seen a few videos. So the the uh, the darts, okay, when you're doing oh. the darts, right, the one in particular I'm talking about is you're sitting there having a cup of tea. I hope you've got some, <laughs> like, whiskey or I, pre I pray <laughs> you've got something good in there, right? Um, and you've got literally the whole of the auditorium just sort of, what is the song they're singing? The, 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 oh, it's incredible. I so, still, I But I can imagine it. for you, though, like, that's, you. if you're going to the shop, do you know what I mean? You're yeah. getting noticed now, aren't you? Yeah, but less than you think. Like, it's really nice. The darts is, oh, my God, my, that's not my favourite place on earth. And that show, the World Darts Championships, was the first show I ever worked on at Sky. Yeah. So it had, like, a bit of a, a, a significance for me. And I always worked behind the scenes until I got the chance to report and then eventually graduated to presenting. So I think I've done... 2010 was my first World. Wow. And the one that we just did was 22. So was that 12? Yeah. <laughs> Good math. <laughs> quick 12. Math. Yeah, quick math. So um yeah, it's just my it's just like my happy place. I love it. Um and when that show is on, I used to like walk home because my mum used to live nearby, so I'd stay with her for the Christmas holidays and whatever and it was great. And I'd walk home and obviously if you get stuck in a darts crowd, that's the end of your night. Yeah, like yeah, you are yeah. not getting anywhere quick. But in general like I don't really if I pop down to the shop or something like that. It might happen every now and then, or someone might look for a little bit longer. They might be like, I recognise her. Did I meet her last weekend? And it might take them a while or something like that. But if I go to a sporting event, if I go to football, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Cheltenham, if it's your like arena, that, if it's a sporting yeah. arena, it's your you're demographic, in isn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. we went to well, we, when we go to football games and stuff, when you're yeah. not playing and stuff, you put 
a footballer in amongst football oh. fans and it's yeah, absolute murder, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. then you put you in a different environment and you might not get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's the what's the sort of normal response from people? Is it normally fairly sort of good yeah. and hello, love your work, all yeah, that kind of stuff? It's really nice. Like it I'm really lucky like that. I think talk sports helped with that massively yeah. because people get to know your personality. And the more you hear someone, you end up warming to them. I always yeah. think this. Whenever there's a big change in something, people go, Oh, I don't like change and I don't like that. It's your fault. And then they get used to you and they go, oh, she's not that bad. They might like it. They might listen for longer. And then I'm, I am lucky with that. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I really appreciate that I have a really nice following. And of course, you're going to get shit on social media. It just happens. But it's usually from people that are so deeply upset with their own lives. As soon as you box them up like that, they're yeah. like, oh, actually, it's not that bad. That's, so go on, keep going, keep yeah. going, go on. But then, yeah, so, so my general... Um, my general interaction with people that listen is it's really nice and it's really positive. I like yeah, it. It just, nice, just when people call up and listen, so we were talking earlier on about facts, right? Being, <laughs> if you're going into an argument or something, the, one of the funniest things for me to listen to, right? So you're on the radio and you're forming an opinion and it's based on facts. And the, one of the funniest things for me to listen to is when you get a football fan ring up. Spurs, Spurs <laughs> a fan, diehard a Spurs football fan, fan maybe. On, a diehard, so I was, I was yeah. watching some of the interviews. I was watching YouTube last night. And I just think to myself, so they've got, it's emotion, right? Yeah. And it's not based on fact. And I think, lamb to the slaughter. Absolute <laughs> yeah. lamb to the slaughter. And it could be you. It could be another one. It could be um, Jason Cundy. I always think yeah. really good at it, actually. And they'll go and they'll just, you yourself, you'll break it down and go, and then the Spurs fan, you know, the one I'm on about the other oh, day, yeah. and they were going, oh, be, um, small club mentality, Arsenal. And you were going, well, look at Spurs then. So yeah. what have you won? And this, that, and the other. Yeah. And factual. And they're saying, but we've got had Mourinho and you Conte and whatever. One, you sacked him. Two, Arteta's won some silverware. Yeah, and you exactly. must think when these people come on, like, obviously, don't get me wrong, you're not in the game of embarrassing people, whatever. Yeah. But you must think... You're right, I'm having you here. Well, sometimes, sometimes that one, I was like, oh, he's tiring as well because you're up so early. And um, when he came on, he had such a tone that I was like, this is so Spursy. I was like, oh, Spursy, I yeah. love it. Spursy, <laughs> love it. it's it a thing. Just immediately, I was like, how? Because normally, like, it's quite easy to stay calm. And, and like you say, I, I'm not in the business of wanting to embarrass anybody or anything like that. But that one pissed me off. You want to have them off a little bit, though. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a line, yeah. There's you, a line, exactly, like, yeah. Me. All right, I'll turn it round. Yeah, and, yeah. His, and his points as well were that you, you have a small club mentality. We had, we had Maurizio Pochettino, we had Jose Mourinho, and I'm like, you sacked both of them. You <laughs> yeah. sacked Jose before a cup final. Like, yeah. your only piece of silverware that you could have won for years and years, and you sacked him before the final. And we actually won some... Look at me going again. Wow. I don't know. No, you're, you're like the caller there. You I'm just the turned caller. into a caller like, there, Laura. What are you doing? I just stoked you up oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did. It's clever. <laughs> um, we've got some questions, okay, Laura? You're absolutely killing it. What, what an absolute superstar, by the way. Um, double random questions all over the shop, okay? Um, oh, is this your quick fires? Not necessarily. I'm just skirting around stuff. Um, you ever have you ever had a starstruck moment? Is it, have you ever met somebody where you've gone, Oof. yeah, I did it when I met Roy Keane. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, I think the first time I worked with him was on the uh, Cabo Cup final. Uh, it was semi-finals actually. It was a Manchester derby, and it was at Old Trafford. And he was one of the guests. And uh, I, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but as a as a woman, there's always a bit of nerves. Is 
is the person that you work with going to be somebody that yeah, I understand. Yeah. women yeah. in the in this arena or someone you've got to win over? And I always look at it like that, like because you can win anyone. You just over. don't know, though, do you? Yeah. You don't know going into you it. You don't know. Yeah. And um, I'd only ever heard good things, but not about that specifically. So um, I walked in and I just was very nervous. I was, I was like, oh, shit. If I mess this up, he's going to never want to work with me again. And uh, he was so charming yeah. and so welcoming. And we did the top of show and it was wicked. And then during the game, Michael was in there as well. Um, and it was freezing cold. There was a little heater behind us. And he was like, make sure you stand with the heater. And the, and the three of us were just standing there. And I was watching the game and I was like, fuck. Like, this is cool. How am, I, how am I here? It's like, Mike is there. Roy Keane is there. And I was, and I was like, I'm just going to test the waters. And I was like, so. Uh, and he said something and I went, why is that then? And then he was so fluid and open and generous with his information. And I sit there and take notes because why would I even try and be the expert? I'm yeah. not the expert. My job is to get the best out of him. And uh, I just sat there and I just asked him questions the whole game. And uh, it was wonderful. And I've worked with him once or twice since then. Same thing happened. I find him almost like, I just find I find him very... Um, you gravitate towards him. Yeah, okay, he's, yeah. that, he's that kind of presence. He's like an enigma, though, isn't he? He's like yeah. enigmatic. Yeah. That's the word, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. an and enigma. enigma. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's a big yeah. softy, though, basically. Yeah. What, what about you, Fuzzy? Yeah. What have you ever had a big, big starstruck moment? <sighs> um. Oh, God, I don't know. Any of the million managers that you've had? And that was just last season. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, no, like, I, I don't think I've ever had massive stars to it. I think, like, uh, we met Nelson Mandela once when we was at Man United. Oh so we, we was out in South God. Africa and we, we actually got to go and um, sort of shake his hand. Hello, nice to meet you, Mr. President. And that was one moment which I even remember doing it and thinking this is, like, bonkers. This is Nelson Mandela, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a bit ridiculous. But I don't know. I think because you're in that sporting arena kind of thing, anytime you come up against somebody or you're playing with somebody, it's just... You, you know how to operate it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as I probably, we I evolve into the media a bit more, maybe I might come up against something where I'm thinking, I don't know how quite to sort of deal with this person or something like yeah. that. But you'll just learn it as you go, don't you? Just yeah, sort of, you know, have a nice time, smile on that and you you'll be all right. Yeah. One of these days you're going to meet someone and go, oh my God. Oh shit. And it'll yeah. be someone really, it'll be someone you didn't expect. Yeah. It'll be like, it'll be like a really like D-list celebrity. You'll it's, be like, personal, oh my God, it's personal it to you, me. isn't it? Exactly, like yeah. if it's someone you followed for, for years as a yeah. kid or an obscure but if you had a if they were a hero someone off Love Island doesn't or something matter. like that exactly <laughs> my, I was like that with Ray Parler of all the people but all the invincibles that I'd ever met in my life Ray was the last one I met Emmanuel actually I melted when I met Emmanuel Petit. really yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he's just he's everything and more that you want <laughs> really yeah. it's the big long blonde hair and it to be fair one. he is a double handsome man isn't and he and the first World Cup final I ever remember 98 France Brazil yeah. and he scored in it and he, and obviously being an Arsenal fan as well, his career with Arsenal and everything, he was always the one, one of the ones that I remember. And uh, so when I met him, I was like, this is incredible. But I hadn't met Ray Parler. And the then Romford eventually, I've just loved him. Eventually, when I met him, I was like, oh my God, he's exactly what I wanted. You him just to be. know he's going to be, he has to be like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what he is. Have you had a night out with him? Yeah, many. Brilliant. Good Electric. Yeah. Electric. Like, huh? Electric. Yeah, everything, everything and more. Like the first time I ever met him actually was in Portugal for the Sir Bobby Robson Celebrity Golf Classic. It's when I met Alan Brazil for the first time as well. And I just attached myself to those two. That's a heavy night. Don't blame you. Just by the side. I remember sitting there and it was, Alan was in this deck chair 
We're by the beach in the Algarve. Me and Ray Parler were sat on the floor next to, for some reason, I don't, maybe the chairs had gone or whatever. We were sat on the floor next to him like children looking up at him. <laughs> I had, I, Alan was like, do you want a drink? And I was like, I'll have a daiquiri. He got me a picture of daiquiri oh, with a, a straw a in it. And I sat there listening to them tell stories and I was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. I want to do this. Yeah. I, I want to do yeah. this all the time. And that, and that I, ne I never told them. It was a week before I had my audition at TalkSport. Wow. And I never told them because I thought, I don't want them to think I'm like, oh. I'm yeah, schmoozing or. Yeah, I just okay. wanted to get drunk with them. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's absolutely okay, brilliant. Okay. So you judge a person, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Following on from the um, Emmanuel Petit one then, first teenage crush. Oh my God, you're going to laugh at my teenage crush. No, everyone's is different and everyone's are was so it, random. Was it honestly. the long blonde dreadlock guy on Bondi Beach that I was researched to you last night? Gladiators. Watching, trawling through YouTube. Oh my watching. God, my friend Chippy. <laughs> yeah, that's where's, the one. Is, where's that? What was he? How oh, have you found Julian. this? Julian. Julian, yeah. I was, oh watch, I was watching YouTube till about 2am last night. Oh, some good research, that, you. That was, yeah. that's, that's a deep dive, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm should we, the same school we be of research here? as you, by yeah. the way. <laughs> we, shouldn't be, we don't have to get worried or anything. This isn't weird or anything, though. No, 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 I promise. My God. This is, this is no, I had the same level as this as well. Oh, yeah. all, yeah. Yeah. Are we worried about him? Oh, yeah, definitely worried about yeah. him. Yeah. No, that was, that, was my, um, that was my French hippie lover. That I met on, yep, you're right, Bondi there Beach. There you go. Yeah, Julian. He was. He had long blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> I have an obsession with long hair, right? So my first love. Do you remember David Bowie? Yeah, of course. Do you remember? Did you ever watch The Labyrinth? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Weird, <laughs> spiky long. Yeah, 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 yeah scare yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. That film obsessed. used to scare me so Mad much. Mad film. film. Yeah, oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, so he was probably my first one. I used to love Prince, and then obviously it's it's the likes of Ray Parler. As I got a bit older, do you remember Castro Giovanni? No. Italian prop. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He long. Um, yeah, okay, he looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. a bear. Um, him and then basically anyone with long hair is yeah. Yeah. So all of them, not just one. There's about ten in there. Then yeah. I like it though. It's nice. Like big manly long haired Got you. Yeah, right. nice, yeah. And what was the French guy? Uh, Sebastian yeah. Cheval. Yeah. Sebastian. Sebastian the number eight. He was another one. My yeah. God. Sebastian, yeah. Genuinely, that you're in nickname, my yeah? head right yeah. now. Yeah, you're making this up. was Seabass, I promise you. Was God. it actually? Yeah. I think he was one of my crushes, actually. He was Blurmy. a monster. Cheval, he was uh, incredible. Do you remember... What a guy. Was it 2011? When? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Maybe it was 2009. Do you remember the World Cup in France? Yep. Uh, England, South Africa in the final. So it would have been three, four, five, six, seven. 2007 would seven. Yeah, in France. We went over there, me and my uni mates, and they had posters of the, the French rugby team up on the walls. And Chabal, there was a life-size one of him, and I was like, oh, I had about a billion pictures with it. Yeah, he was yeah. a... Whole cover man because they did New Zealand in the semis, didn't they? They did the All Blacks in the set, didn't they? Batter him. Was that 07? Did anyway, they batter them or did we? Oh no, they no, they them did because yeah, yeah. Right. because then everyone was like, "Wow, New Zealand are out, we're gonna win," yeah. and we bloody lost. There Happened again then, didn't it? The last one, yeah. Bloody uh, stuff. When, although we knocked New Zealand out and then we lost again in the final to. South, South Africa, Africa. yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. I love how these questions tangent off. I've got a question. No, I do, I love it, I do. This is what it's supposed to do. Can I ask the question I asked you earlier on? What is the best football match you've ever seen? God, that's hard because there's been so many. Do I have to have been to it live? No, it could be TV, just the best football you go think, just wow. Do you remember, I'll say this and then I'll remember a million others that... That I want, but do you remember there was that week a couple of years ago where Spurs, oh, Spurs, Spurs beat Ajax? Yeah. Champions oh my League. god! He said earlier on. Stop it. We did, did the, I we did a podcast same. earlier, and no, it was the same really? answer. Yeah. yeah. 
It was wild. Because uh, I guarantee it? you remember where you were and the yeah. buzz of that goal yeah. going Spurs in. Spurs I was and home on my own because yeah. I worked the next day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and was then Liverpool, Liverpool, Barcelona. That's yeah. it, yeah. And then Spurs, Man City. Yeah, yes. that was it. That yeah. was all in the same <sighs> run. And then the final was crap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, two 0 two 0 Yeah, because that was didn't Liverpool do them three? They had to win three 0 at home or something. And then Spurs, more a hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah. There was that week, and I swear as well, I think Arsenal made it into the finals of the Europa League. There was a week where all the football was mad. Yeah, it, yeah, I remember, and it was yeah. like, yeah, it was insane. So yeah, that week, but that that Spurs Ajax game, I was a massive fan of Mozzo Pochettino. Yeah. So Spurs for me at that time were all right, as in like I didn't have this like burning hatred for them because Mozzo Pochettino made them so yeah, much yeah. more attractive to me. Oh, not that much more attractive. You shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff. No, Come on. Pochettino had long hair at one point. I've seen a picture <laughs> yeah, of Pochettino right? with long hair. Yeah. Right, but I've done my research. Yeah, yeah. No, I There's so. a picture of him, PSG. Ronaldinho's in it as well. Have yeah, that, that would be yeah, back then kind of God, thing. He looks there. like a model. Yeah. It's also, I'm going to prison. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's also. This you, is pre edited, don't worry, we'll edit it. If you do a deep dive like you did last night on Maurizio Pochettino, he once did a nude shoot. No, he did not. I haven't. Hundred percent, you've seen it. Don't you, lie. It's covered up. It's like a side kind of. Okay. A bit of body though. A bit of bottom, yeah. Um, a side angle. Yeah. Bottom, yeah. Okay. He, he is a. He looks like a. No a elephant God. trunks. Nah, he's Argentinian, isn't he? Yeah, they do. They wear those naughty little uh, speedos and stuff out oh, there, and I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what that's, you're a, that's, a, that's a tangent. Yeah, that's, that's what tangent. I'm saying. Um, From the best football game we've ever seen. <laughs> I'm with you though, Laura. That was that Tottenham one. It was the start of it as well, I think. And then yeah. that Lucas Moura goal going in. Oh my amazing, god, bonkers! And that I was, was a bit the, of a Tottenham fan yeah. as well, so it was it was mad. Right, Fuzzy, oh, have you got you? some? Yeah, I was a bit of a. T- as a kid, yeah, because my brother was a Tottenham fan, so I was always well, brought up as a Tottenham you, but fan. I'm Arsenal, but I'm going for the whole week. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I'm with you. It was a mad week. Yeah, Europa League final, great week. Anyway. Yeah. Are you going to finish off some quick fires? Um, I'm, I thought that's what uh, we were doing. Fire, these are supposed to be these are like mid to long <laughs> fires. I think these are. Who is the most famous per the most famous person that Laura Woods has met? Ronaldo. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I'd say real Ronaldo. Or? CR7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CR7. Yeah, yeah. not not uh, not the goat. Not uh, voluptuous Ronaldo. A voluptuous R yeah. yeah. nine. I think yeah. it's yeah, yeah. I think it's bigger. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, who was your idol growing up? Did I ask you this already? No. Uh, Ray Parler. <laughs> Ray Parler. Honestly, was he? Was he honestly? You, Ray Parler. Like... Oh, that class. Fake <laughs> <Make-up> up final <laughs> goal. Yeah. Cardiff. It's the first time we've had Ray Parler as an idol, growing, but I take <laughs> it, mate. Each to their own. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Um, do you have any hidden skills? Yes, that's a yes. I love it. I love um, it. It's a yes. No. Just spat a drink out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no good ones. Like none that you go, wow, she's talented. Like, yeah. yeah. Are we talking like bar, bar stuff here that you can like down a pint or you'll do a load of shots and you still be cool? Yeah, I can. I will stay solid drinker constantly. No matter what. Even if, even, no matter what, even if my functions are gone. Yeah. Good skill, that. I will always stay. I can touch my nose with my tongue. Nice. That's the level we're at. That's yeah. crap, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so no is the answer. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a resounding no. Sorry. Right, we're going to go, um, and you're probably going to have to think about this one, but if you could live a day in the life of anybody, anywhere, ever, who would it be? I'd love to do something completely different to sport. Like, I'd love to go and be like an actress on like a proper high-end Hollywood yeah, set. Yeah, an A-lister, work, a big exactly. bad boy, yeah. You're yeah. working with like Leonardo DiCaprio or something Julia like Roberts that. or so, yeah. like a, one of the... Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of the like the proper superstars. 
and then go to like my own premiere and sit and be like, oh, I'm good, aren't I? Look at me, I'm <laughs> the shit, look at me. Or go and be like a J-Lo or a Shakira at the Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd have to have their talents, otherwise, can you imagine? <laughs> have you seen that video of Shakira dancing around, by the way? She Looks like she's 40, 20. What, she 40-something. Well, she don't Incredible. Now. She yeah. did a, this is a video of her dancing around. Like, honestly, she looks, looks like, like she's, she's about 20. 20. She's a joke. Don't Absolute be funny. Joke. She's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I think we're good. I've got a million others, but this, honestly, you've been absolutely top class, Laura Woods, and thank, thank you. you. We so finally much. got there. We thank finally got there. It's been a lot of a lot of planning, a lot of cancellations, mostly I'm on our part, story. to be perfectly honest. Yeah, <laughs> but um, really enjoyed that. You thank are a super thank you so that. much. Before we sign off. Um, Every episode until he comes on, I just have to give Craig Dawson the weekly call. Craig Dawson, you've still not been on the Fozcast. We yeah. want Ballon Dawson on. Come on, ring your mate. Come on. I think Dawson's in France at the minute. I'm pretty Don't care. We'll West do it on Ham, Zoom. But we'll, we'll get it sorted. Um, as always, though, Laura, we, I will look into that camera if you could do it into that one. And I'll go first. Tom, then you. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Brilliant. Guys. Cheers, Laura. That was great. Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast.